Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Jason Caffey, Felton Spencer, Joey Devine, Bimbo Coles, Dwayne Farrell, Sean Keane, Rod Higgins, Special guest, Eric Freeman. Musical guest, Vivian Girls. And now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi. Hello, Round Ball What the Fuckers. It's me, your temporary host, Joey Devine. And we've got a very special guest with us today. My favorite reformed basketball writer eric freeman is here eric how are you today um i'm doing okay i think uh, oh. i'm trying to you know be be positive in general <laughs> which is always good and how how could you not be positive when we're in the midst of the exciting nba playoffs oh what a segue wow am i still the interim host i don't <laughs> i don't want I don't want any personal talk on this podcast because I just want to talk about uh, Fair, fair. Sean Keane, you are also here. Sean, how Hey, are you? I'm, I'm doing okay. Remember, keep personal talk to the minimum. Yeah, I'm... We respect our guests here. I'm, I just exist as a voice on this podcast, everybody, and also some tweets, but my corporeal body is not invested, nor uh, my past experiences or personality or current. Uh, whereabouts think of me as but a disembodied voice all right uh weirdest intro yet um let's get straight to the news i'm glad i could help (laughs) um we've got a ton of new coaches in the league you guys like 
the New York Knickerbockers, always known for their excellent hiring decisions, have hired David Fisdale, the leader and namesake of Round Ball Rock's NBA Wokoff, mm-hmm. is now the head coach of the Knicks. Now, do we need to change the name from the David Fisdale Memorial Wokoff? I don't think we do. No, he'll be just as woke in New York, I would think. He could be more woke. 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 Yeah, it's true. He is probably going to be more in woke. In fact, it would be great if he who's could the, finally take Who's he voting for? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. He needs to... Is he a Cuomo guy? <laughs> he needs to endorse Cynthia Nixon, Nixon right now. Yeah, that would... In fact, you know what? I have never lived in New York City, mm-hmm. but I'm going to endorse Cynthia Nixon right now. If you live in... New York City or New York State, vote for that Sex in the City lady. I feel like she'll be good for the. She fi- seems tired. She'll be good for the fire department, right? Because of Steve, <laughs> uh, Miranda's lover. He was a bartender. <laughs> he was a bartender not a <laughs> was he like a fireman at one point? So, like, I I've been watching a lot more of that show because my wife likes it, uh-huh. and. Like the first, I don't know, like twenty episodes I saw with him, I thought like he had a learning disability or something. Oh, he is just a bartender. What? Why did I think he was a fireman? <laughs> he talks very slowly and like he has a really heavy accent that kind of sounds like an impediment at times too. He he's also know. missing I, a I, testicle, I, which humanizes him i think the 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 actor or the character (laughs) (laughs) um so first piece of news about this uh (laughs) i thought it was going to be a sex in the city podcast today Uh, okay that's only for our patreon patreon only is our sex in the city pod one Uh, ball rock is what it's called it's actually a steve specific Sex of the City podcast. <laughs> uh, Joachim Noah has reached out to David Fisdale, and he's open to returning to the oh, Knicks. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Hur- hooray. Uh, did Hornacek send him home this year? He did, right? Yes. So this... Jeff Hornacek sent him home. Did, did the Knicks I just have to it. do that once a year with one of their highly paid players? I... <laughs> I was unaware that he was gone from the team for as long as he was, like months. Uh, well, that's that's like maternity leave length. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he was just um, grumpy. That was it. Well, you know, it's when when you're the New York Knicks and you have such a positive atmosphere uh-huh. around the franchise you, you can't you have to get the bad apples out of there yeah. right it's also funny that he's making like 18 million dollars a year and yet i heard that he was away from the Knicks and i'm like that's fair that's fair he shouldn't have to be there like <laughs> i'm still sympathetic to the worst contract of the nba like, he didn't sign himself to that deal I don't know if if he's in a bad work environment. Why should he have to be there? Didn't he also get suspended for substance, uh, banned substances? He got a PED suspension at the end of last (laughs) season, so he had to sit out the beginning of this year. 
And then, um, yeah, I think there was a game. He got really mad that Hornacek was just like, all right, I'm going to bench you. And then there was a certain point in the season where a bunch of guys got hurt and and they just had to bring him off the bench at the end of the game and he got really mad about that. And that was like the last straw. Which is a little bit weird that he was just super mad about playing after being mad about not playing. I mean... He was on the Knicks. I can't say that <laughs> he, sh- he should be happy about that. That's basically the answer to all of these questions. It's like, uh, they're the Knicks. How many games do you think he played this year, Joey? 14. Uh, he did not. He played seven. Jesus Christ. So this... <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> What was he doing before February? Uh, He was... He got how long was his PED suspension? It was, it was somewhat long, ample. I, uh, I know, I know they had to like they had to clear him medically so he could start serving the suspension because he was just regular hurt. Uh, he got a twenty game suspension. Although he did say he did basically just say, "Yeah, sorry, I I took PEDs because I was hurt and I was trying to come back." Which is kind of nice that he just said that, but yeah, seven games he played. I that. But <laughs> I, again, he can say that because he plays for the Knicks. So <laughs> one thing, what is the downside of saying that? <laughs> one thing that's kind of cool is uh, his per thirty-six uh, minute averages are really easy to calculate because he only played thirty-six minutes this year. So <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> Um, All right, next question. So David Fisdale turned down the Suns' job to take the Knicks' job. Uh Was that the correct decision? Would you rather coach the Suns or the Knicks is really my question. (laughs) I think I would pick the Knicks just because, I mean, it's probably really hard, but at the same time, you get to live in New York City. It's probably like just the the highs have to be a lot higher. I don't know. I've I've really changed my opinion of like the real tough New York media, I think. Just because it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it's that hard to talk to Mark Berman from the New York Post. Right? Like Isola, Frank Isola, that's a challenge. But I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it seems like there's enough blogs and Twitter and other stuff that, like, is the media that much worse in New York City anymore compared to anywhere else? I don't know. Um, I would say it's probably more constant, but other than that, like, the, um, I would say the intensity of the coverage probably isn't especially worse. Yeah. Um, And it's... I just think he probably I, – I bet the Knicks paid more, for one. And uh, I don't know. I feel like even though they don't have that many people, no, that many players, don't you think the Knicks have a brighter future than the Suns? That seems crazy to say because the Suns might be getting the number one pick in the draft. But still, like – And Chris Depp's Porzingis is already out for all of next season, basically. I just don't like any of the guys the Suns have. 
particularly. Yes, I think the Suns <laughs> as a team are depressing, and they have a lot of young guys who are expecting to play a lot and to prove themselves, but they aren't very good. And then um, on top of that, like, you know, I think that if you're a guy from L.A. and you have the opportunity to live in New York or in Phoenix, New York seems like the option there, right? See, I disagree. I'm going the other way. I think I'd rather coach the Suns simply because, as far as I know, Suns owner Robert Sarver does not have a band. Yeah, because how how soon do you think he's forced to attend a thing that JD and the Straight Shot are performing at? Like, does he play? Yeah, does he play a demo (laughs) at the interview? I I mean, I think all the interviews happen after a show oh yeah so he's got <laughs> you know you're 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 just hanging around the table with everybody in the band you're talking about you know all all your favorite bluesmen <laughs> and uh you know you shoot the shit you're talking about um i don't know uh who, who's a blues guy who oh no you're talking about the eagles you're just hanging yeah out. Hey, hey. that's I... you're from la are, are, do you connect with the eagles do you feel like they really represent the city i wonder if, if that's how he got the job is that he was smart enough to be like this guy loves the eagles and he's like you know what yeah, i love that laurel canyon sound yeah. you know i want to be part he's like you know Je- jeff hornacek he might have been a player's coach, but I'm not going to take it easy on those guys. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do with uh, uh, Joachim Noah. Smuggler's Blues, baby. <laughs> uh, I interviewed for the Phoenix Suns job, but as I was standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, I thought, this isn't for me. I'm not going to make this <laughs> reference. Like, I, I don't. I don't feel comfortable doing. He's that. like, I just feel better at at the Knicks. I can't tell you why, but it's it's just something I really feel. Every New York Knicks coach introductory uh, introductory press conference is like that interview with uh, Billy Bob Thornton and his band that one time <laughs> for Canadian TV, the Box Cutters. <laughs> God, that's a post nine eleven name, right? <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I learned from performing in Chico, California, that uh, according to Billy Bob Thornton's rider, what he has served in the green room is raw salmon and a bowl of ketchup. Wait, like that's what you have to provide to the green room before sushi or just like a whole fish he the guy decidedly did not say salmon did not say sushi sorry he just said raw salmon and ketchup so i mean technically i guess that's sushi but i i thought of it as like just a slab of salmon like on a tray Um, I don't think it qualifies as being sushi if it's not like a particular grade of the no, fish. No, I think... Right, then it's just a crudo, right? 
I mean, I think he probably had like a war- like a like a defrosted whatever Costco thing is available of salmon. That's what he got. Does, he actually keeps a neck. Does Billy Bob Thornton have like a bear or something? <laughs> I think he's just super paleo. <laughs> actually, his, his band is the country bear jamboree. <laughs> they, they need salmon to eat, so that's how it happens. They rebranded as the uh, Bob Thornton. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on. We've talked enough about the Knicks. Uh, Stan Van Gundy got fired by uh, the NBA's partyist owner, Tom Gores. Um, so, Sean, the first question Sean wrote for us to answer is, have you ever done anything as wasteful as trading for four and a half years of Blake Griffin before you were fired? I would... Coaching, <laughs> coaching the Pistons for yeah. whatever <laughs> time. Yeah, he he four years of that five year contract. He he couldn't come to terms with the Golden State Warriors in twenty fourteen, and so he took his talents to Detroit. And wasn't he like all, wasn't that. he offered the job the coaching job and turned it down because he couldn't be the GM? Yes. yes. That is exactly what happened. Do you think they still that's, win the title with Stan Van Gundy? Um, hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of think David Lee keeps his job a lot longer. Although I guess he got hurt. So, oh, I do not. You think Stan I Van? Think David Lee keeps. I think Stan Van doesn't take half a season to bench oh. David Lee. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, think, I. I mean, we're talking about a guy who antagonized like a player on the Pistons pretty much every week for like however many years he coached there. Yeah. In- including so guys, he would, I feel like he would not have had a lot of patience for him. <laughs> he, he would do that to guys. He just signed in Detroit too. like Langston Galloway this year was like his big free agent splash. And then he just decided he hated him like three weeks into the season and stopped playing him. <laughs> um, I would say I have not done anything as wasteful as that, but uh, a, an old coworker of mine did. Um, we did not know that he was leaving yet, but uh, he he was like he'd quit, but he hadn't told people he'd quit yet. He had just stopped showing up for work, and one day, um, fifteen hundred cardboard boxes showed up, like just pallets of boxes, and we. We're very surprised by the order and didn't know. This was at a, a God, this story. Uh, I'm in a nonprofit. Anyway, ridiculous amount of cardboard boxes, some you couldn't use. And we were like, why? Why would you order this many? And then we looked up the invoice and we realized that if you had spent over $600 on an order with this company, you got a free NFL team construction helm, hard hat. And that apparently what? he had ordered $600 worth of cardboard boxes so he could get a San Francisco 49ers construction hard hat. And uh, I worked there for six more years, and we did not use all those boxes in that time. Yeah, But he had an NFL team hard hat. Did he charge it to the company? Yeah, because he he his job was to order the office supplies for one more week. 
and then and then I inherited the job of ordering office supplies when his position was not <laughs> filled at all after he left. Which team's hard hat did you? Win? I know I didn't get. I don't think I got any. <laughs> I didn't get any swag except I guess I would take those cardboard boxes when I had to move or if a friend had to move because it was there were so many of them that it was it was like eating food before it got bad because like they were stacked high enough that they were like pushing up ceiling tiles but yeah I didn't I didn't I don't have a construction hard hat and it's the biggest regret of my life I mean I gotta be honest it doesn't sound especially wasteful he got the hard hat out of it yeah have to deal with the boxes I wonder like what's the worst NFL team hard hat to get do you think Joey Jacksonville Jaguars. I was going to say them too. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if no, there's, there's worse. I think that's the worst. Maybe like, like I, the Buccaneers because that's like they have a hat in their logo, right? right? But you're wearing a construction hat instead. Yeah. <laughs> When yeah, it shows you, you what a Buccaneer a wears. That, like you should wear to be that team. I think the only thing worse is maybe a fireman's helmet that, with the Jets logo uh-huh, on right. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to ask if the coworker was. It was fireman Ed. It was fireman Ed. <laughs> um, all right, so on the Pistons, you guys. Who is the funniest possible hire for them to hire? Right I now? have an answer, but I'll go last. Oh, I mean, I feel like my answer to all these questions is uh, flat, but <laughs> <laughs> trying to specifically to the Pistons. Like, can can we talk about him for a second? Yes, because <laughs> the Knicks interviewed David Blatt for an NBA head coaching job. This yeah. is a guy who, in his first year, he got LeBron James handed to him. He didn't have any part in that and compared coaching an NBA team to being a, like, jet pilot. Yes. Yeah. He also, <laughs> at one point... And he got an interview for an NBA job in 2018. <laughs> he also, at one point said that uh, getting an NBA ring wasn't important to him because he already has lots of trophies. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> so he's... But look, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean... <laughs> I, I just like... I just can't understand what the process is where you're like, we need to talk to him, we need to talk to Mark Jackson... And we're going to end up with a coach who, like, everybody respects and is perfectly fine. Like, why? How is that the process? <laughs> it's. I don't understand the next man. Well, I, they also checked on Jeff Van Gundy for the 19th year in a row. <laughs> where they were like, Jeff, you want to come back? And he's like, no, I've got a lot of ideas on how to improve the NBA. We're going to add some extra baskets. We're going to lower the foul out women to, you know, one foul. <laughs> I don't think I can coach them. 
<laughs> David David Blatt did uh, come off winning the Euro Cup basketball title this year, but it's which I was confused with. I was like, "Wow, Blatt's back on top," but it's actually like the second division of the Euro League, so he basically won the G League European title this year. Well, it's more like the uh, it's like the UEFA League, right, in soccer. Yeah, well, it's called the Europa League now, but yeah, it's like, I think you get in that if you crash out of the um, Europa League in the, the group stage. Oh, man, I um, cannot pronounce the name of the team that he coaches. <laughs> uh, I personally think the funniest hire for the Pistons is you're replacing two jobs, uh-huh. right? You've got to you've got to replace the uh, the presidency job, the GM, uh-huh. and the the coach. Uh, and I think you hire Ben Gordon to be the GM <laughs> and Josh Smith to be the coach. We'll Not see. Charlie Booth, Villanueva. No, he needs more seasoning. I'm... He he can be an assistant. Charlie Villanueva. We'll get to him a little later in the podcast, actually. <laughs> um, I think the best hire is to go directly to Jeff Van Gundy. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would infuriate the fans, but it would also just make Stan so mad. <laughs> yeah. And I think Stan should have to move immediately into the ABC spot alongside Mark Jackson, where, like... <laughs> They won't really get into the rants because Stan will just have no patience for Mark Jackson. Like, what are you talking about? Does not make any sense? <laughs> that man didn't go anywhere. That's like that's like a punishment in in the inferno in like the sixth layer of hell. All right, our next story: uh, the Charlotte Hornets hired uh, San Antonio Spurs assistant James Borrego to coach. I, I got to be honest. I entirely missed that story. I had not seen that news it, before. It's classic Charlotte Hornets, right? Like, I bet Michael Jordan's like, I'm just going to announce this during the second quarter of Cavs-Raptors. Like, that's a good time to get that news out. But my question is, how far are we from an NBA where every coach is a former assistant of either... Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, Quinn Snyder, or Brad Stevens. I mean, isn't isn't Pop isn't Quinn Snyder uh, from the Pop Tree? He is, but he's also from the Coach K Tree as well. Wait, where did he work? Where did he work for Coach K? He was a Duke. He was a Duke assistant first. Oh, wow. That's how he got the Memphis oh, job. Weird. Well, no, he he was an assistant there first. And then he took the job at Mizzou, and he got fired. Not Memphis, for, yeah, yeah, Mizzou. Yeah, and then and then he got fired for improper recruiting or something, right? Cocaine. He got fired for cocaine, probably. Uh, um, he actually, I did not realize that he was like the point guard at Duke before this. Yeah, he's like one of those annoying. He's like a proto. He's proto Wojo. Proto Lindner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But I think we're about three years away from that happening, Sean, to answer your question. (laughs) Will Brad Stevens have his own coaching tree? Or as an incel, will he just not reproduce (laughs) even as like a coach? Um, I think it's more like he's going to write a book of like leadership, you know, oh. like, uh, like mm-hmm. Patino style advice yeah. and that. Yeah. And the, the book will actually be a coach for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> it's just way I got, who should I play right now? Oh, I'll consult. You know, uh, page uh, eighty-two, and we'll we'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah, and page eighty-two just says something like like uh, dreams are just a plan your brain makes while you sleep. You know, just like weird <laughs> leadership aphorisms. <laughs> He's like the ultra patino because he'll never have a sex scandal because he'll never have sex. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so. You don't have to worry about like his kid getting a nepotism job or anything. Like, no, this is it's the end of the line. He's the last of his name. Uh, all right, Sean. This next story is a Sean specific. It's a, it's just a joke that Sean wrote, so I'm going to let him say it. Sean, why don't you watch? So us the this the one? Timberwolves <laughs> have also fired assistant coach Rick Brunson, who I find like legendary just from reading online basketball stuff 15 years ago isn't he like a slam magazine favorite rick bronson um i i want to say yes he was a pretty hot coaching prospect at one point yeah and well not at this point (laughs) uh his son recently won the national championship too jalen brunson um all right sean tell your joke sorry uh Yeah, he got fired for inappropriate conduct towards women, uh, which just means, like, you cannot have Derrick Rose on your team for even a month and a half, or (laughs) it's all going to fall apart. This is what happens. Okay. Um, All right. So we have five. Currently, there are five coaching openings. The Suns, the Magic, the Pistons, the Hawks, and the Bucks. Anyone you want to see specifically uh, hired for one of these jobs, you guys? Mark Jackson or David yeah. Blatt, and <laughs> I i don't care where yeah. it is. Van Gundy, Jackson, uh, Blatt, that's three, right? I would like to see, uh, like, could Chris Weber get a coaching job? I'm just trying to <laughs> clean out these broadcast teams, Not basically. Ready to say goodbye to Joe Prunty, guys. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> Yeah, he he has not been relieved of his duties yet. Like that's theoretically an opening with the Bucks, but he's still under consideration. Well, I they said they're interviewing Becky Hammond, right? Yes. Yes. Who they interviewed for uh, I think a front office job last year. Which was pretty controversial that like she got an interview, which I don't understand. Like first of all, like is she any less less qualified than like any of the other coaches we're talking about. <laughs> I, 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 I would say not. And then on top of that, like, you know, uh, why are you getting upset about an interview? Right. Like, like it's weird that yeah. you, 
you're not mad about her getting a job offer. It's just simply that she's interviewed ahead of some nebulous. Like I, I guess I guess my question would be. If you're upset about Becky Hammond getting an interview, who do you want to get an interview that's not getting one? I'm sure, and people are. And uh, what about another old coach's son? Ooh, yeah, yeah. that's what get I want. Get some Steven Silas. All the coach's sons to get jobs. JB Bickerstaff. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Canyon Barry. I, mean, I think Canyon guys... Barry's got a good shot. <laughs> Is Kobe Carl old enough to coach yet? He's still alive, right? I... He actually is an assistant. Coach. Oh, he is an assistant. Okay. And he's not dead. He is not dead. Okay. No, he's not dead. Uh, so, you know, we are. I'm telling you though, the 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 upside to this wave of NBA incels. You've got Brad Stevens. You got Thibodeau. That'll remove a lot of those second generation coaches because there's not going to be another generation. So, hold on. Tom Thibodeau is a vol cell, dude. Uh, he is a vol cell. Uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you saw you you've seen that picture of him with the mullet when he was young. Tom Thibodeau can totally fuck. He, he, he just chooses he doesn't not have to because he likes yeah. McDonald's bench presses and game tape, mm-hmm. baby. <laughs> um all right, we don't actually have to answer that question, honestly. All right, let's get to some playoff questions, shall we? Uh, my first playoff question for you guys is, uh, how much do we hate the name The Hamptons Five? Um, I think it's actually a pretty good fit because the Warriors aren't cool. <laughs> yeah, th- and... they are privileged, so. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I think that... Hamptons, you know, it 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 fits. I although I I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Raymond uh, Ritter he said that um, a lot of the Warriors teams that he he has worked for were um, Hampton in lineups. <laughs> okay, that's very good. I like that. Joke. <laughs> Um, I'm pro Tim Kawakami naming something the grumpiest man in uh, the Bay Area, but I just wish it's a bad nickname. It sounds like the Hamptons Five sounds like um, like a gang of insider traders. Like, yeah, <laughs> like this is where they took the bribes to said, give the missiles to it... North Korea. <laughs> As I said, I think it fits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't David Lee get like a shady venture capital firm job this year? He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's gonna marry a tennis player. Uh-huh. Like it, 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 it all fits. He's a Hamptons one now. <laughs> all right. Um... <laughs> All right, now let's talk about uh, the Raptors. Um, question, guys. What's wrong? What's wrong with them? Also, what's wrong with me that I get tricked by them every year? It's. I find it hard to, to like differentiate between... Okay, so the people I know that like the Raptors have like a certain fatalism 
about the team's prospects, and I feel like it's not even necessarily directly connected with the team, but there's just something about, like, it's the only team in Canada, the Maple Leafs are so bad, uh, like, like that they, they just haven't won anything as a as a city for, like, 25 years. I mean, I don't think a Canadian team has even won the Stanley Cup in, like, 20 years or something. Is that right? That sounds crazy, but uh, I think... I think Vancouver won it in the early 2000s. Oh, uh, they lost it, actually. Yes. They lost the No, finals. I think they did win one time. Oh, okay. Though. I don't... But, but... I don't watch hockey whatsoever, but I'm... I'm looking this up now yeah i think it might have been the canadians in like 1993 that sounds crazy i just remember that picture in vancouver of those two people making out in front of that bonfire yeah that's just a series they lost though (laughs) they actually i wasn't that i think they lost to like was that the final i think they lost to the blackhawks that year the the the... i know the canucks actually did not win. So if they did. Yeah, so so uh, the last one is the Montreal Canadiens in 1993. Yeah. So in 25 years, no Canadian team has won the title in Canada's sport. Yeah. Anyway, so there's like a certain fatalism. <laughs> but But when I look at the team, it's like, would the Raptors still be flaming out if they weren't running into LeBron every year? And I don't know. Um, It's hard to say. I mean, I think they would have a good chance of, you know, beating a team like, I don't know, uh, any of the other contenders in in, in the East. But I feel like if LeBron weren't in their way, like there would have to be another guy who or another team that would have a certain amount of success like. I I guess what I'm saying, like, the East wouldn't be as uncompetitive as it is. Yeah, like, someone would go LeBron for it harder, or you'd add one player to the yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. See, I, I, I think it's the Raptors. Because <laughs> uh, they also, it's, yes, they've gotten, like, punked by LeBron, like, four years in a row or whatever. But before that, they got punked by, like, 40-year-old Paul Pierce. Yeah. I mean, they they definitely have never seemed particularly dominant in a playoff series. Like, I, you know, in the third quarter of Game 5 against the Washington Wizards, I was pretty sure they were going to blow the series. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just, I wonder, like, what... uh, Like... What's the what's the metric for success for them now? Beating well, LeBron? I, I mean, I'd say they've been pretty good the last couple of years. I'm I'm more interested not in like the quality of the team, but more like why they were so optimistic about this year. Because I I mean I'm 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 the kind of person where like I'm not gonna bet against LeBron in the East until I see him lose, and I haven't seen him lose in a long time. So like, why would you think that it would happen this year? 
fair point. I mean, I guess the team, you know, I thought they looked pretty bad playing the Pacers, but I still thought they were going to beat the Raptors the whole time. So I I thought so, too, just just because, like, I don't see how they would lose because he's the kind of player where, like, he will do what's absolutely necessary to beat any team. And I mean, I actually think the Pacers could have won that series. Like, I mean, they didn't, so it's moot, but uh, that was one where it was like, no, he had to fight all the way. But this Raptors series, like, he's taking, like, horse shots in game-ending situations. He was so yeah. casual <laughs> through through all of it. Like, he's just, yeah, I guess I'll hit this insane shot that, like, no other player has ever taken. And, yeah, uh, well, and I guess know. the other thing is that the Cavs, the rest of the supporting cast is so bad that simply having George Hill available for 20 minutes a game just transforms the team. And it's like, oh, I guess they're an offensive juggernaut as long as they don't have to start Jose Calderon at point guard in 2018. <laughs> like, like just having a slightly less old, less injured man goes goes a long way. Although he was, like, dunking on the Raptors last game, so I don't know. I think, like, it, after the... Uh winning shot in what game three Uh right like after that they they were just all done like see i thought they were all done after game one (laughs) well i mean you weren't they i I thought that wrong exactly i I guess like after you lose a game like game three like you're 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 gonna get to dunked on by like every single player on 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 the opposite team, you know? Yeah, there was yeah. there was a piece I read today about uh, how Fred Van Vliet is, like, the symbol of they had that great bench, and he's a guy that got off the scrap heap, and, you know, he, like, his shoulder's still pretty hurt, so he wasn't shooting very well. But the ultimate conclusion was if Fred Van Vliet's bad shoulder is going to derail your team, like, there's exactly. probably something more fundamentally wrong. No, no offense to Fred Van Vliet, but just... I mean, he's. Oh, he 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 had a awesome yeah. season. Like he, you know, he should be proud of himself. But he isn't the kind of player that will make a big difference against LeBron James. Yeah, it... Fred Van Vliet has the name of a Hamptons Five member. Oh yeah, like he's the guy like, who's like, oh, we're going on Fred Van Vliet's boat. The Dutch yeah. master. Uh, he's <laughs> got he's got access to Krugerrands, which are <laughs> well young. Oh, young Freddie Van Vliet. Oh, um. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, I just I wonder. It just feels like it's very hard to win a playoff series when you don't have a superstar, basically. And the Raptors don't. They have like ten or eleven guys who are, you know, pretty decent NBA rotation players. But the top end is like just not that high like Kyle Lowry didn't even play bad in the playoffs this year but it's just like you know what's Kyle Lowry like the eighth best point guard in the NBA again like I'm just confused as to why they were so confident yeah yeah in a way it's like 
I mean, it, it's very depressing to lose to LeBron again and to lose 10 straight playoff games to LeBron. Uh, but also, yeah, what did you... Winning 59 games is, like, impossible with this team, it feels like. Yeah, like, at least they're not the Blazers. Um... <laughs> oh, well, yeah, who another team that has lost 10 straight playoff games but has, like a much smaller I don't I don't know. I mean I part of it is like yeah, if the Raptors were in the West this year, they would probably be you know, a slightly they would have had a slightly better season than the Blazers. And you'd probably be like, "Wow, this team really overachieved again." Instead of thinking like this is an exactly, awful yeah. depressing malaise. What are we going to do? Yeah, like I, I tend to think that the East kind of skews our impressions of how good all these teams yeah. are. Oh, one hundred percent. But if they if they ran right. it back with no changes, how many games would you expect the Raptors to win next year? Fifty five. Yeah. So Yeah, and then they would get to the playoffs. And then they would and, lose and in the, the first or second round. <laughs> exact same thing would happen. And I wonder like I mean I would I w- there's no way to get rid of Serge Ibaka, unfortunately. That's the one thing. He is depressing right now. And DeMar is very... Yeah. I, I have a hard time watching him, I have to be he, honest. Like, I, I really didn't buy into those age things with him. And then watching him this year, it's like, oh, this is like watching a controlled demolition of a building. Like, he's... He just, like... <laughs> he used to be just active at 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 all times and he just kind of hangs out now yeah and even watching him i feel like two years ago in the playoffs against the warriors it was like oh this guy is back this guy serge Ibaka, can really do it but then even looking back it was like oh steph curry was actually just torching him over and over again in game six and game seven of that series like and i think Maybe maybe overrating him in 2016 was because of not realizing how good Roberson and Durant were on defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So I don't I don't really know what I would do with the team. I would probably just I don't know. Like you contract it. Yeah, yeah, you just con- you contract you the move them to Seattle. You, uh, <laughs> add an additional dispersal draft. You know, it's here's what I do. Yeah, go ahead. I have a theory about what I would uh-huh. do. Uh, I would call up Tom Thibodeau and say, bring Maple Jordan home, baby. You want Wiggins to play in the six. <laughs> you give me you give me Wiggins and Teague, and you can have either Lowry or DeRozan. I and then, like, care. two other guys from the bench or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Andrew Wiggins would like be be awesome in the regular season, and then he'd face LeBron <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs and get crushed. Yeah, but at least you're bringing like your 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 uh, like it becomes nas- even more nationalistic. Then do they? Ha- I don't well, think they have any Canadian players so sure right now because they booed. Uh, what's his name? They booed uh, Tr- Tristan Tr- Thompson. Thompson. That's that's because Canadians hate adultery, though. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't think... Do the the Raptors have a Canadian? I don't think they do. 
Um, uh, now that Corey Joseph was gone, um, I don't know. Oh, you know what the saddest moment though was that Dwayne Casey at the end of the the second half was like, I don't know, nothing's working. Let's put let's put Bebe in, and. <laughs> The Cavs went on somehow went on a ten zero run in like seventy seconds, and then they sat him down, and now he's never going to play with the Raptors again. But that was the point where it was like this game was almost tied at halftime. Like like the Raptors weren't playing great, but and then it was just a blowout from that point on. So it just it yeah, just... but like I, I can't blame the coach for that. Like you know, what are you? you're going to do in that situation. No, this was the first series I've ever watched where I've been like, keep the coach, fire the players. (laughs) And it's just, they Um, they need a culture reset guys. (laughs) It's so weird to another culture. reset, And it's so weird to watch DeMar DeRozan in the playoffs and just, and watch and just be like, wow, this guy actually did in the last, two years or so he's kind of improved all the things that everybody thought he needed to improve like oh he's passing the ball more oh he's got a three-point shot although he didn't make any threes against the Cavs but at the same time you just look at him and you're like yeah the ceiling just isn't that high you know what I mean like he really is he's not an underachiever at all it's just he's he's only this good but maybe he just needs to play with Jimmy Butler, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Sean, do you want to tell you? Uh, do you want to ask this question here? This final question. Oh yeah. That, uh, now that they're now that the Raptors are out of the playoffs, um, have other teams asked permission to interview Drake for their fake coaching jobs? Like we have. We have five head coaching vacancies, but there's a lot of vacancies for a guy who stands very close to the coach and sort of imitates his movements and yells at other players. So I don't know. Maybe they have. Isn't Drake's other favorite city Houston? I could see him. I feel like he'd be really good on the Clippers, actually. God, that would be great. Doc and Drake just yelling at people at the same time. Dude. Clipper Daryl would be so mad. <laughs> Clipper Daryl would be so upset if a more famous person became a fake Clipper uh-huh. fan. <laughs> Do you think Frankie Muniz would listen to rap music for the first time? <laughs> I think he would bond with him, honestly. You know, they were both... Uh... <laughs> child stars that's true and he's like i had a best friend in a wheelchair you pretended to be in a wheelchair <laughs> you took my joke. Sorry. <laughs> well life is unfair I was so Sorry. close to getting it out too i was about to say it um all right and one one final question before we get to our ad read uh do you guys think the Warriors actually hired extra security to protect Draymond Green from his death threat? Yes. <laughs> the uh, yes. I do not think they did because I think um, uh, the comedian who who made the the death threat slash murder rate joke <laughs> um, 
All they would really have to do is look at his uh, profile photo, I think, or maybe the fact that he is a comedian who are not very threatening. Like the last comedian in in L.A. or we, Sean and I actually know him. That was going to be my next question. Yeah, we we actually Uh... had wanted to have him on the podcast, and then we were like. You know what? Maybe we'll just let the heat die down a little bit. <laughs> Since he has been driven uh, off the internet. Yeah. And here's what I'll say about Andrew. Andrew is a nice guy in real life who made a mistake. It's <laughs> all a, it's a bad joke. But uh Yeah, it's a really bad joke. Yeah. Like uh But uh, you know, it's when it didn't work it did the joke didn't work <laughs> also uh i'm pretty sure he does not write for roseanne which a lot of people have yeah, been alleging people... on the internet <laughs> where did that come i don't from? know because someone I... keeps asserting it and at one point posted his like a screenshot of his bio <laughs> and his bio is like normal comedian things like oh, i performed at this festival uh I was interviewed by this I magazine. haven't written for yeah, Roseanne. I'm writing for the new reboot of Roseanne because I, too, love Donald Trump. That was the last line of his bio, and that was weird. No, it's, uh, if you're wondering, Roseanne is written by very famous, accomplished professional television writers. Uh, um, but, yeah, uh, Andrew's a nice guy. Lay off of him, please. People will eventually uh, forget this. <laughs> I think, but also like I did see a a warrior fan posted his phone number on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, that's like that's extreme. There's also like this weird kind of tattletale element to Twitter where it's like, hey, I'm going to show this screenshot of a thing you like. I don't know what he's supposed to do besides deleting all of his social media accounts and apologize. His entire thing like, off the internet. Like that yeah. seems like. I'm sure he had to feel the call from someone, at least law enforcement adjacent, and apologize again. It's like, all right, like, what, what do you want to do? Frankly, telling having David West tell you to fuck off is like oh, that just enough. that yes, when yes, I saw that, I'm... I was like, oh, that's that's bad. <laughs> that stung me. Um, all right, uh, enough about uh, enough where I feel uncomfortable <laughs> talking about my friend. Uh... We're happy to welcome a new sponsor this week on Round Ball Rock. It's a European bottled water company that will reject your thirst right at the mouth while slamming great taste all the way down your throat. It's called Clint Capellagrino. Some people prefer fancy tall French waters or fresh water taken from the towns of Minnesota. But Clint Capellagrino dominates all of those with fresh, underrated water from the Swiss Alps. There's nothing neutral about this refreshment. It works great as a base for hot chocolate, and it's all funded by stolen Nazi gold. Host, maybe don't read that last part. Best of all, Clint Capellagrino will be extremely affordable until July 1st, so go ahead and stock up on other mouth-dominant beverages, even the crisp pulp Lamousse flavor of LaCroix. The only sparkling water that yells at all the other drinks in your fridge and goes flat every May. Clint Capellagrino. It'll quench your thirst in seven seconds or less. Warning, may contain beard hair.
More playoff questions before we get to the thing I really want to talk about. Uh, is Rodney Hood, Cleveland Cavaliers uh, trade deadline centerpiece, uh, refused to enter the game last night uh, in garbage time. My question is, how much does Rodney Hood suck? I saw that. I was really... <laughs> I was confused by this because if you're on a team with LeBron James, like you take any minutes you can, you're getting carried to the NBA finals by one of the best players of all time. And you're above garbage time. Like you can <laughs> out for minutes by Jeff green, Jeff green, who once again, who I once mentioned, by the way, uh, Jeff green and Rodney hood are the basketball version of that Spider-Man pointing meme. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and yeah, I don't think he's very good. That's what I'm going to say because he's Jeff green, Sean, what's your opinion on Rodney hood? Uh, he's pretty disappointing. I would say, um, I think he might have some some issue he's talked about like his extreme anxiety as well so i'm a little sympathetic to that it just seems like this is it's a weird move to pull in in a game four when you're sweeping the series too you know what i mean like like i get it if they were getting blown out and he was like don't put me in but it's weird that you wouldn't want to go into garbage time in front of your home fans like everyone could not have been happier like like get some get some garbage buckets. Make yeah. your box score look better. Like it's it's free. Touch the ball. <laughs> you just just you can shoot every time you touch it. No one cares. Like just uh but also he's a restricted free agent this year and the only the the best avenue to him getting a good salary is the Cavs bringing him back because they're capped out and they can re-sign him. So yeah. it's like mm-hmm. Like, how are you screwing up this situation two months in? And how are you not just so happy to not be in Salt Lake City anymore? Again, well, so fine I, city. I was, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no. Just So I, I was unaware of the anxiety thing. So it seems like he probably had a bad reaction in the moment. Like, he didn't exactly know how to process things. Like, I've, I've had that issue before and like after the fact he probably just reflected on it and he saw what the situation was so i'm sorry rodney hood i'm sorry that i said that before i feel like a little bit of a jerk now yeah he actually he didn't play at all well at least you didn't tweet a death threat at him exactly (laughs) I, i should i should be happy for that um all right my last Oh, sorry. Two more questions about the playoffs. Uh, so the Sixers avoided getting swept last night. Uh, and it seems like a lot of people I know are now optimistic the Sixers are going to win this series. Uh, they're, I they're not am not. They're not going to win the series. <laughs> I don't think they're going to win the series, but, like, the they they have an opportunity now. But, like, everybody does Yeah, who wins a game, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's going to be tough to win two road games in Boston, I would say. And um especially with a coach on the other side who 
I saw certain people say they would take before any player in the NBA if they had a team to start. Well, that was wow. asinine. That is the worst Boston bullshit ever. I could not believe that. Uh, I did think that playing TJ McConnell was masterful, especially if they do it in Boston. Because these guys are going to be like, oh, it's it's Sully. It's my buddy Sully. And then it's actually TJ McConnell. And they're like, just so, so inclined to yell for, oh, yeah, the the white guy. Yeah, yeah, his name's TJ. Uh, He's got kind of a white power haircut. Let's work for this guy. That new Wahlberg brother's playing for him. Hey, good job, Wahlberg. Oh, he's playing against our team. We can't root for him. But yeah, they when they start like three Caucasians, I do think that the Boston crowd's going to be like, <laughs> "Let's not boo them yet. Let's see what let's see what these guys do." He might play hard, guys. We can't boo. Him. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Hey, these guys so scrappy. <laughs> How do you like them apples raining down for three on us? Hey. <laughs> He's from the Bronx. Now. Hey, I think Al Horford <laughs> stole that guy's watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, another question I have that's related to this series is Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell have both had pretty tough second rounds here. Uh, are we being too harsh on rookies? Well, well Ben Simmons. Also, our Jazz fans going to yell at us for. Because he isn't actually a rookie. No, he, he, <laughs> he's been wearing he was on the bench last year. You know, he got a feel for the ar- arenas and everything. So, are you sponsored by Adidas and Donovan Mitchell today? Um, I wish I were. <laughs> he uh, he was wearing right a. <laughs> He was wearing a sweatshirt that said veteran on the bench. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, I would say that um, Robert Covington making one single basket, though, has made me feel slightly better about the Sixers chances. I don't understand why he's shooting so bad. I mean, it just kind um, of seems like a slump. I I guess I don't really have much else to say about Rocco. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, if you start making jokes about Rococo, you'll start dating Elon Musk, Sean. Be careful. This was just a special message to my girl Grimes. Uh, I know you're (laughs) bummed about your team, the Raptors, but there's no reason to get in a self-driving car or a rocket ship to Mars. Those will blow up just like your relationship with... uh... Who would he be in the NBA? Like Paul Westhead? Elon Musk? No. No. He's not Paul Westhead. Um, (laughs) uh... Like crazy ideas that kind of don't work a lot of the time? He was a pretty good coach, though. Yeah, he he won a title. That's sort of better than Elon Musk. Uh, He's like Elon Musk is like Jason Kidd as a coach. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying he's going to throw a cookie at Grimes? Yes, I am. All right. (laughs) Um, 
Uh, all right, last question about the Sixers. What should they be using their cap space on this summer? Uh, I think, like, someone who's like J.J. Redick but in his 20s. <laughs> that seems like it would be a good move. Uh, I think they should fix the crack in the Liberty Bell. Oh, that's a... <laughs> it's weird that they have to do cap space, use cap space for that, but with the new court designs in the NBA, that's part of the CBA, right? Mm-hmm. Utah's paying $500,000 a year to that outline of a mountain range. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they couldn't keep Gordon Hayward. They... <laughs> We'll give you the max minus 500K. What do you say? <laughs> All right, John, you want to take care of our final playoff question? Our final playoff question. Uh, why is second round Chris Paul already making terrible moves trying to draw fouls? Um, he has he has just been throwing the ball out of bounds while trying to flop and get fouls, even leading by like 15 points. Uh, and is is conference finals Chris Paul going to be an even worse version of this? I mean, he's I, always acting like that, right? So how yeah. how is that asking that question? That asking that question is like asking like why does the sun rise every day? Uh huh. <laughs> Isn't this going to be counterproductive against? Uh, Whoever they face in the conference finals. You can say the Hamptons five. It'll probably be the Hamptons five. <laughs> the H five, yeah. I so the I, Ham Town I asked Cinco. This, I asked this after uh Utah beat them in game game two, but like which player would he get upset with on the Rockets in the midst of of the you know whole whole thing being uh a mess like if they go down like two one or something like that gerald green who would he get mad at i think it's gerald green i think it's gonna be eric gordon see i said at first i thought pj tucker because like he's gonna have a big role against the warriors He'll have a lot to do, but it was posed to me that uh, Ariza is also a a good choice because it has Mm. to be a player he thought he could trust. And then back around on him and he can't trust him. And they're like best friends from back in the Pelicans days, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And he he led him into his State Farm commercial. Oscar Nunez, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to be... What if it's just Oscar Nunez? <laughs> we don't have chemistry anymore, Oscar. I'm not throwing you more alleys. Suddenly it's Kevin from the office clean. instead, and he's just like, I'm your new State Farm agent, Chris. <laughs> I want him to just run through the whole gauntlet. Yeah. Um, Can we get BJ Novak in here, please? <laughs> well, I do kind of think that, like, the Rockets only play eight guys anyway. Why not put Krasinski on the bench? He's like, 
He's tall enough. Um, he can talk I mean, about Benghazi. Oh yeah, was, he's really there's good. There's the basketball. Yeah, he he dribbles behind his back in that office episode where they played basketball. Yeah, I mean, is that <laughs> is that so much worse than Bobby Brown? I don't really think so. <laughs> but then when Chris Paul's like faking a foul they can cut to krasinski who's like looking at the camera like i don't think that was a foul like, why'd you dribble it off your foot <laughs> um all right let's run through these uh there was a very good twitter thread yesterday by at nick kapoor and uh about nba players chinese nicknames now we had seen Did you the... see this eric Yes, I saw it. I've seen these occasionally just looking at uh, – because if you look at basketball reference, occasionally you'll look at a player's nicknames and you're like, no one's ever called him that, ever. And there, mm-hmm. and and a lot of that tends to be – like sometimes it's a college nickname, but usually it's just like a weird Chinese nickname where Michael Jordan has um, – what, 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 there's one for Michael Jordan that's just like – Hold on, let me pull it up. Yeah, one of his nicknames is Black Cat. <laughs> like, I don't. Have you ever heard that before? Um, but let's run through these yeah. real quick uh, and decide which ones we like, which ones we maybe want to change. Yeah, whatever. So and I left out, off... I left out the direct translation ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So first off, Steph Curry has three. Uh-huh. And it's he has the best one. Yeah, it's Sprout God, <laughs> the elementary school student, and fucks the sky. <laughs> I can't even do commentary on it because it's so perfect. It's it's perfect, but it all it's also so weird because I would say, even though we have like biological evidence that Steph Curry fucks. I don't generally think of him as an NBA player where I'm like that guy fucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but see, it's like a weird You're thinking about it a little too literally. <laughs> in in his personal life, okay, sure. But on on the court is where he expresses all of that unused energy it's true yeah yeah uh well and the reason he fucks the sky is because uh that means your feet are off the ground and that's what that's what steph curry likes a nice clean pair of feet (laughs) (laughs) well i'm moving on now uh ginobili his nickname is demon blade it's just really tight pretty good it's really good, but what I like about it is it reminds me of the movie Blade, which definitely Greg Popovich is a lot like Chris Christopherson's Whistler. <laughs> Use this, it's Tales from Blade. <laughs> it's a Tales from the Crypt movie starring Dennis Miller. <laughs> well, and you know, the other thing that reminds me of Blade is that, um, you know, Blade kills, kills vampires, bat. he kills bats, yeah. <laughs> I just like the idea of Greg Popovich throwing Manu Ginobili a pair of sunglasses while he's on the court. Manu! <laughs> also, Manu Ginobili has awkward chemistry with Patton Oswalt. So that's another thing he and Blade have in common. Uh, 
Uh, Kobe has Tony Parker look. is like the Ryan uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds <laughs> from Blade Trinity. Uh, Kobe Bryant has two really terrible ones. Uh, uh-huh. He is called Snail Shell, which I think and... I think Snail Shell like rhymes with my pal Kobe in uh-huh. Chinese. I thought it was after the. Uh... That they might be giant song. <laughs> that 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 uh, they're actually huge no, in China. Actually, guys, I'm a storyteller. Have have I ever told you the story of Particle Man? <laughs> no, but I really like. Um, and then his other nickname is Chatterbox Gossip. Yeah. Which, which I guess rhymes with old Kobe. But Chatterbox Gossip is... that's. I think that's a podcast uh, friend of the show, Steve Hernandez. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a, it's a super pod. <laughs> um, all right. Shaquille O'Neal's got two really good ones. Uh-huh. Uh, his oh, nicknames are Giant... Two. Yeah, only two... Which is much less than the ones he has in English. But his <laughs> names are Giant Shark and O Fat. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I what I like about these Chinese basketball names is I feel like it might be a thing about the new adoption of a sport because if you look at um baseball player names from the beginning of the 20th century they're the same way where like <laughs> hey the first deaf player in baseball who who made the umps start using hand signals for balls and strikes what'd they call him a dummy hoy <laughs> you look at you're like oh all these guys are named fats and they're not really even that if you had blonde hair you were named whitey like like just a lot of like mean uh, they called Lou Gehrig old biscuit pants because of the way he ran. Um, <laughs> like this Charles just Bar- mean shit. Yeah. Charles Barkley's nickname: Flying Pig. <laughs> also, just really mean, especially because like he didn't really jump that much. No. <laughs> was... But also, well, it's he, like he, he he used to, but like from like you know like nine. 92 on he, he, he wasn't exactly a uh, high flyer then. it also sounds like if you asked hey when will charles barkley finally get a ring and someone's like when pigs fly and they're like yeah flying pig um kevin durant i feel like needs a new one his yeah. nickname is schoolboy do just and it's he... because he wore the uh backpack how do you say uh, servant in Chinese? <laughs> all, all I, I mean, all of his are, are awful in in all languages. Like, I don't know if you, you've tried his in French or <laughs> it, it, any language. I can't. What's I can't Chinese, see him having a good one. What's Chinese for burner account? <laughs> Uh, well, it's. I oh, know he should be the blog boy. Yeah, the blog boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they um. So his his official nicknames. I've heard of four of them, and one of them I've never heard. 
Okay, so Durantula, KD, uh-huh. Slim Reaper, The Servant, and the last one listed is Green Room. These... Like the movie Green Room? I was kind of thinking yeah. of him like hanging out in sort of a poorly furnished closet at a comedy club. Oh, yeah. that's where he, that's he where does he a lot of talk shows. Yeah. <laughs> that's where he and Bill Simmons record that podcast. Oh, it did. okay. Uh, that's why it sounds <laughs> like that. Okay. Um, all right. And uh, Dirk's nickname, the German Panzer Tank, which is a little too on the nose, I think. Uh, yeah, it's more about the nation of Germany than Dirk's actual style of play. Yeah. Uh, Tony Parker is the little French sports car. <laughs> <laughs> It could have been worse. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it's not uh, blinded by champagne bottles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, that's probably not a great sports car, right? Oh, I, I actually really like the Doctor J one. Yeah. Oh, this Doctor J, I think, think has the best one. <laughs> Doctor J's is J PhD. <laughs> Which, when you think about it, you're like, yeah, obviously he's not a medical doctor. Is this... <laughs> It's an expert. It's an honorary PhD. Yeah, Yeah, that's Uh, why Bill Cosby's nickname is Huxtable PhD. uh, All but dissertation. (laughs) Uh, Steve Francis's name is Special Rights. Uh, That's because that's how franchise... There's no word for, like, franchise, Mm. so they're like, oh, Special Rights. Uh, Steve Nash is Son of the Wind. I mean, that, that sounds like something he'd make up for. Yeah. yeah. Like, so. it's what he maybe thinks he got tattooed on his shoulder in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Duncan is Stone Buddha, which I don't think is a good nickname for Tim Duncan, but I do think it's a great nickname for Baron Davis. <laughs> Uh, apparently, people in China think Clay Thompson looks like the Buddha too, because of his hair. Which, again, he does uh, look like that. Their uh, <laughs> image of of the Buddha looks a lot like him. Yeah. Uh, wait, he's also chill as fuck. So yeah, just like the Buddha, just like baby. The Buddha. Yeah, he emptied his mind out of all <laughs> of all earthly things that he's. <laughs> He's pure cautious. <laughs> <laughs> and he um, likes to smoke that Buddha. Yeah. Woo! Sorry, I wish I had the air horn for that moment. Um, Pal Gasol is sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> what, Which I... what is the, what's the explanation? <laughs> so I think that guys get Feminized nicknames when just generally they're perceived as being soft players. And he's the sister-in-law because uh, he's like Kobe's sidekick. I guess that's the explanation. Um, and then, Sean, it appears you wrote some here yourself. <laughs> wait, wait, did I? Or these are real? I didn't see. Oh these. yeah, yeah. I just, I just really went through oh, all the threads. These are great. Right. Yeah, the Mamba section. Ones... Yeah, yeah, these are ones I didn't see on the Twitter. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. I, so I got Mo them. Williams. <laughs> Mo Williams. Mo Williams' nickname is Mo Won't Pass. Yes. 
again, just just like <laughs> really mean. Yeah, uh, like like Javale McGee. <laughs> this is really good. Javale McGee's nickname is Gaff God. Yeah. <laughs> Which that should just be his nickname. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Sister-in-law kind of sounds like Gasol in Chinese. That's the that's the reason. It's like uh, okay. he's a, he's a girl and also a pun. Yeah. Uh, so Sean, these JR these I mean these James Harden nicknames are real. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean his main nickname <laughs> is still the beard. Yeah, JR Smith is the nerve knife because he's so inconsistent. <laughs> Watching him is like sticking a knife in your nerves. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the Mamba nickname, they they're like more resp- well, Okay, so one so, of but James Mayor Harden's... of Floptown. Yes, is really one Mayor of, of Floptown. <laughs> I mean, it's like he's the mayor of an actual name of a Chinese city, but that's what it means as Mayor of Floptown. Wow. Um, uh, and then and then we have a bunch of mamba themed names. So, so they don't they don't actually call like Scalabrini the white mamba or Matt Bonner the red mamba. They like just use mamba as if he's like the master of. So yeah, let's just go through our mamba section. So James Harden is the free throw mamba. Yeah, cuz he's Victor <laughs> Victor Oladipo is the diligent Mamba. Uh-huh. And here's the meanest nickname this on the list. This is the meanest nickname. Andrew Wiggins is the strength-conserving Mamba. Yeah. <laughs> because people in China don't understand why he isn't dunking all the time, just like people in America are wondering the same thing. Uh, Boogie Cousins is the technical Mamba. Yeah, because he gets so many technicals. Gets a lot of technicals. <laughs> Clint Capella is the pancake mamba because uh, so he's it, from no, Sweden. No, no it's or, the it's the alley oops are pancakes. Oh, so okay. he and James Harden together are known as like the pancake kings. That uh, <laughs> yeah, pancake kings is like, great. <laughs> imagine if you had like one of those old posters, you know, like the uh, oh yeah, like yeah, the Bass Brothers. Like, with like Harden and Capella just eating like a ton of pancakes. Yeah, like uh like uh Paul dressed as Paul Bunyans. Yeah. Yes. And the uh, other the other Boogie Cousins, uh they they have a nickname for him where they just directly translate his last name but use the appellation that means younger female cousin. Hmm. Oh, and Kyle uh, Anderson are... is known as human peri- peristalsis. Because he plays very slowly. Um, Iguodala is the coffin mamba. Yeah, and the idea in that is he plays dead during the whole series season, <laughs> and then he comes out of his coffin like a vampire in the playoffs. He should be the possum then, right? Yeah. Uh, St- Stephen Adams is the box out mamba. Yeah, because Which seems like a like a real dig at Russell Westbrook, and that it is because they're like, yeah, he's like we're new to basketball. We know this guy's padding his stats. <laughs> Stephen Adams just blocks everyone else from the rebounds. Uh, Eric Gordon is the round Mamba. Very oh. mean. Well, they believe his <laughs> so... face is perfectly round. It's not. It's not a body thing. 
And apparently there's a lot of Chinese memes where they'll like circle his face and have the radius and uh Kyrie Irving is the flat mamba, obviously. Yeah. Uh all right, and then we're out of the, we're out of the I cannot believe these are real. Yeah. Uh, we're out of the mamba names, and so Bobby Portis and Nikola Miritich are called the Gash Brothers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that translated quite as they wanted. <laughs> um, Clay is the soup god. Yeah. Why is that, Sean? Why is Clay, uh, let me look up why Clay is the soup god? Hang on. Uh, keep going through the list at all. Uh, Dwight Howard has two, which are so mean. Uh, the Magic Beast, or sorry, just Magic Beast, and the Evil Baby. <laughs> the Evil, yeah, so the Evil Baby is after he started playing with Kobe, who's very popular in China. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, uh, he kind of is an evil baby. So he I, is I an evil baby. Uh, he also definitely does a Stewie impression, I bet. Oh, He's the man. first evil baby. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Uh, apparently, Soup God just soup sounds like Tom. Okay. So he's like, he's... I mean, J.R. Smith should be Soup God, though. Yeah, because he throws soup at people. And um... uh, oh yeah, and and technically, uh, James Harden's nickname is the Mayor of Jingdezhen, which is a town that makes uh, fragile porcelain. And so, when somebody's a flop artist, <laughs> they're known as a son of Jingdezhen. But because James Harden is the greatest flopper, he is the mayor of Flop Town. That is wild. <laughs> All right. And finally, Wait, why? Why is? Oh, so he's the mayor as opposed to the Mamba because it's a actual town as opposed. Yeah. To... Yeah. 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 It's it's just a he's government. He's the free throw Mamba. Yeah. While oh, also right. being the mayor of Flop Town. Corey Brewer uh, is the laughing Mamba, by the way, just because he's so smiley. <laughs> Uh, and finally, the possibly meanest one, uh, Charlie Villanueva. Uh-huh. His nickname is the No Eyebrow Knight. Oh, man. Well, when he's the coach of the Detroit Pistons, they'll have a much more flattering <laughs> nickname for him. <laughs> He'd have to wear a headband on the bench, though, too, right? <laughs> or sweat's going to run in his eyes. I can't imagine. I know I've seen Charlie Villanueva wear suits, and they're very large. He was part of the large suit generation, but I can't imagine Charlie Villanueva in a suit now. He has so he yes he has to wear a, a headband is what I'm saying. Doesn't he do like uh, ESPN commentary or something now? Charlie Villanueva, I haven't seen him. For some reason, I thought oh, that's that, amazing. but I'm probably wrong. <laughs> um, all right. Eric, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, no. Uh, I'd say I'm on Twitter at Freeman Eric. And, um, you know, I am pursuing some opportunities right now. Hopefully I will have more news on that soon. But, um, you know, I am on there, and if there's anything I work on or anything like that, uh, I will alert people to it on my Twitter. So that is how you should uh, 
interface with me on the internet. <laughs> and also hire Eric, because he's good yeah. at writing stuff. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. come uh, on, guys. Sean, anything <laughs> you would like to plug? Um, You know, check out the Everything Report on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean Keen, S-E-A-N. Hey, I can't imagine you're listening to this podcast and you've been like, eh, I like the pod, but Sean tweets twice a day. That's a little much. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, <gasps> where yeah. this week I tweeted, I haven't slept over three hours any night for the past two months. I'm exhausted. But have so much going on, I can't get my brain to shut off. Help! I'm telling you guys, he's he's gonna really hit it off when he talks to Drake. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're gonna have a lot to talk about. Alright, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down, let's talk to Drake. <laughs> Saying north over everything. Oh, everything. Saying north over everything. Oh, over everything. We, we keep it rising right at us, and we deny it, undeniable fighters and men. It's no, When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.